Gambia Falls in Chinchilla, Western Queensland. Next weekend, I'm in uh, Air, North Queensland. The weekend after, I'm in Mariba, far North Queensland. And uh, go State of Origin, hey? Right? Go Queensland. Um, and then the week after that, I'm in Bow Desert, Queensland. And saying to Pastor James that when I lived in Queensland, I spent most of my time ministering in New South Wales and Victoria and South Australia. But interesting how that works. I was actually... Uh, catching a train home from one of these weekends, one of these ministry weekends, and this guy got onto the train who, um, how do I say it nicely, he was really on the nose. Uh, I mean, it was just, I watched everyone else around me, because I had all my bags and instruments and stuff, and uh, had to be in the, the compartment where you get on the train just immediately when you get in the door. And everyone's got like their shirts up over their noses and trying to escape this guy on the train, and... Uh, Eventually, he walked past us all and went into another carriage, and everyone sighed a sigh of relief and smiled. We were happy uh, for a little while. And eventually, the, those people that were in this compartment with me started getting off. And then, when they'd all left, uh, he came back and sat opposite me. And I got my headphones on, listening to praise and worship, being really spiritual after a big weekend. And he's sitting across from me, going, I'm trying to ignore him, but I pulled my headphones out and said, okay, how's it going? Are you right? You know, uh, I was feeling tired. You know, you just feel, just watch your own space. I was feeling tired, just wanted to hang out. And uh, I, I said, what's your name, mate? He said, my name is Daniel. I said, how old are you? He said, 21. And uh, I said, so where, what are you doing? Where are you going? He says, I'm heading uh, up to whatever station it was at the end of the tracks. And I said, so where do you live? He says, I don't have a home. I live by the railway tracks. And that kind of explained uh, that he hadn't had a shower for a while, you know, uh, quite a long while. And I said, uh, how do you live? What, do, you know, how do you eat? And he said, I just steal food from Coles and Woolworths. And, and, uh, and I said, well, what's that bag on the floor there? I'm just asking lots of questions, you know. And he said, oh, that's a, that's a um, sleeping bag I just stole from the shop the other day. And I said, so why, why are you homeless? He said, well, my, my mother died when I was 14. And uh, he said, since the age of 14, I've been homeless. And, and, you know, Jesus was moved with compassion. And you, we can judge other people, and you can easily judge this guy by his smell. And, and I just said, I said, Daniel, are you happy with your life? Is this how you want to live? Is this, you know? It's, just, it's, up to, it's your choice. Uh, he says, no, I'm not happy with this. And I said, Daniel, uh, in two days' time, I actually leave to go overseas, so I can't come and see you where you are, but I get off in the next station, and it's about three minutes away. And I know you probably want money from me. I'm not going to give you money, but I do have uh, a relationship with Jesus and with God that is real, and I can share that with you, and I can lead you in a simple prayer of committing your life to, to the Lord, if you like, and would you like to do that? And uh, he said, yeah, can you, can you pray for me? And he started, started weeping, started crying, and gave his heart to Christ. As we pulled up and the doors opened to my station, I said, can I, can I take a picture of you? I took a picture of him, and he's a big boy. Like, I'm a big fellow, but this guy's a big bloke. And uh, I said, I'm going to pray for you, Daniel. I'm going to come find you one day and make sure we get you in church. There's a lot of people around that are just looking for you. 
a lot of Daniels hanging out just waiting for someone to listen to them and take an interest and show them a better way. And uh, so tonight I want to, we spoke about godly conversations this morning, I want to speak about godly mindsets. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, as a man thinks, so is he. As a woman thinks, so is she. Godly mindsets. Uh, Dr. Patrick Holford from United Kingdom did a survey. 55,000 people completed this survey about their health. He asked them questions like this. Do you suffer with mood swings? 63% said yes. Do you suffer from de depression? 48% said yes. It's pretty shocking, isn't it? Uh, do you get anxious or tense easily? 66% said yes. Do you get irritable easy? 66% said yes. Do you feel ill, apathetic, or unmotivated? 58% said yes. Uh, have you had a drop in your motivational drive? 63% said yes. Do you have low energy levels? 81% said yes. This is how our society really feels. Uh, Australia is much like England, much like USA. Uh, do you easily become angry? 55% said yes. Do you become impatient if people or things hold you up? 80% said yes. Do you have difficulty sleeping or sleep restlessly? 55% said yes. Uh, interestingly, the use of antidepressants has gone up 400% since 1988 in the United States. 22 million known illegal drug users in USA alone. That's just the known ones. That's the population of Australia. You don't think it's many people? That's our entire population right there. In Europe, prescribed use of antidepressants has gone up 495% since 1991. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I go looking for answers. Like, what's happening to our society? And the alarm bells uh, have been going on in my life for years. I personally don't suffer with depression or anxiety. My wife was diagnosed about 15 years ago with clinical depression. And some of you know what it's like to have a family member, a loved one that's close to you, and she was sitting in a dark room in the corner with her head in her, in, in, her, in her lap, just rocking backward and forward, saying, I don't want to live. When she's got five children that love her dearly and a husband that loves her dearly and everything to live for but wants to die. So tonight, these words I speak to you, I speak to you with compassion and with love and with conviction, saying, let's make some changes. Let's see the kingdom of God come into the church, into our neighborhood, into our city, into our town, and bring some answers. And let's learn what to do so that change can come. So Desma was uh, under the uh, supervision of our doctor, uh, slowly came off those antidepressants, not something you just stop, but under super medical supervision and with a lot of other... Uh, Natural assistance is now being completely free of that for the last three years or so. 
and uh, doing really well. So there is help. There is answers. There's things that you can do. And uh, how many know that a lot of things go on in our minds that we can do something about? Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. You see, mindsets are beliefs. What do you believe? What do you believe about yourself? Mindsets are the key to your happiness, and mindsets are also the key to your misery. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. So I've got five things I want to share with you, and then at the end I want to share ten things with you that you can do in the natural sense to help your health uh, and, and get back into a right place. And if it's not for you, it's for someone else that you know that you can help them with. Number one, a godly mindset comes down to being a learner or a non-learner. We're talking about godly mindsets. The kingdom of God is all about growing. Amen. And when we cease to learn, we refuse to move forward. And there's things that God wants us to learn. Now, please, I want to say this. I am not a medical doctor. I don't have any medical training or experience. I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm just saying what God's helped us through and the information he's given us that has helped us go to the next level and be free. You see, a learner has a growth mindset while a non-learner has a fixed mindset. Which one are you? 2 Peter 3 verse 18 says, but grow in grace. Everyone say grow. Say that word with conviction. Come on. Grow. But grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, just because you've gotten saved and born again and accepted doesn't mean you've got it all. There's something that we need to grow into here that we haven't discovered yet. 1 Peter 2 verse 2 says, Like newborn babies long for pure milk of the word. So by it you may, come on, say the word, grow in respect to salvation. Wow. Did you realize that you can grow in your salvation? 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is a spirit, makes us more like him as we are changed day by day into his glorious image. I think people in our community should be able to come to the church and come to believers who are walking with Christ and get some answers. I want to find the answers. We've been seeking them for our own family. And what alarmed me is that last year I was in a church in Queensland, a town that you would all know very well. I'm not going to mention the name. But I prayed for people on the Sunday night altar call who, had, uh, who are suffering currently with anxiety or depression. 80% of people in the congregation came forward for prayer. 80%. Now, see, there's no condemnation if that's what you're suffering. It's not your fault. But you know what? There is a way out of it. And we're going to pray for people at the end of this service. We're going to anoint them with oil and believe for a miracle. But I also want to give you some things that you can do. See, if you go away and keep doing the same things that we're already doing, nothing changes. You're asking God for a perpetual miracle. Now, he could do that too. But he also wants us to grow as believers. So number two, people with a growth mindset opt for growth over success. There's a big change going on in the world right now as far as uh, calculating and analyzing what real success is. What is success if you have all the money in the world but haven't got your health? What is success if you have plenty of finance but haven't got your family around about you and loved ones around about you? People with a fixed mindset opt for success over growth. 
They're only trying to prove that they're special and superior. Somehow fixed mindset creeps in and stops our exuberant desire to learn. The question is not, are you winning or losing, but are you making your best effort to learn or grow? Is anyone here? It doesn't matter if you won or lost. Are you growing? Beware of success. It can knock you into a fixed mindset. You see, a fixed mindset is not a godly mindset. Yes, our mind has stayed on him, but we're talking about the growth mindset. I won because I have a talent or a gift, therefore I will keep winning. Number three, a growth mindset says you treat everyone else like they have a growth mindset. But on the other hand, a fixed mindset says you treat everyone else like they have a fixed mindset. And what we're really saying is people around about us, they can't change. See, if you already said about your partner, your spouse, your children, those in your life, they'll never change. What you're saying to me is that you have a fixed mindset because you feel like you can't change. So you've put that on them. A fixed mindset is not a godly mindset. Romans 8, chapter 5 and 6 says this, those who live according to the sinful nature have their mindset, everyone say mindset, on what the nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. The mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Our world is looking for some peace. When do you feel smart? It's an interesting question. When you felt you were more talented, more special, more worthy because of your endowments? Or do you feel smart when you learn something new? Come on now. When you wrestle and struggle and grow. Number four, stay connected. Stay connected to Jesus and his church. I'm glad you're here tonight. Many have heard about this topic that we're addressing tonight, and I'm not an authority on this topic. I just want to see the church free and people's lives healed. And we have health care systems, but someone's got to actually care about people's health. Stay connected. Colossians chapter 2.19 says, They have lost connection with the head, from whom the whole body is supported and held together. By its ligaments and sinews, they, it grows as God causes it to grow. See, when you stay connected, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. When you stay connected to Jesus, when you stay connected to his word, when you stay connected to his people, you will grow. Stay in a healthy environment. The lie of the enemy is to try and separate you from church. Oh, I love God, but can't stand church. Well, I'm not probably, it's like, you know, selling ice to the Eskimos. You guys are already here, but those that are not here, they're the ones that love God, but don't love church. Well, how can you say you love God, but don't love his bride? His people, we're his people. And we have to learn to love and get on with his people. God has something good inside of that. There's a big difference between someone who has failed and a failure. You're not a failure even if you failed many times. Come on. Don't let the enemy say to you, you're a failure. Come on. You can fall down as many times as whatever it takes, but just get up one more time. A growth mindset says, I can change. I will learn. I will do whatever it takes to figure this out. A survey shows that people with a fixed mindset have a higher rate of depression. Is anyone here tonight? So maybe, maybe we can just let the power and the presence of God change our mindset tonight from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, which is a godly mindset. 
They have a high rate of depression because they torment themselves with the idea that setbacks mean they're either incompetent or unworthy. The same survey also revealed that people with a growth mindset still experience some depression at times, but use it as a trigger to take action and confront their problems with determination. See, the challenge is not to try and avoid depression, but what do you do with it? People with a fixed mindset say, if I have to work hard at something, it must not be good. I must not be good at it. We live in a society, we just talked about that at lunch today, we live in a society that doesn't want to have to work at anything. Sometimes you've got to work at something. Sometimes it's a little bit hard. And those things that come easily to people, well, they're true geniuses. So I now play 22 instant, but I'm not a genius. I just learned the power of practice. I've learned the power of repetition and repeating something over and over until your mind generates enough myelin. It's a white substance in your brain that causes the, the skill to become easier and faster and more accurate. I'm convinced that anybody can learn any instrument they want. You can learn any skill you want. You just build more myelin. It's a, it's a brain process. Since the uh, early 90s, we've actually studied people's brains more than ever before. Up until the end of the 80s, it was only ever studying people's dead brains, like after they died. That was the, the analysis. But now the, the technology has, has come to the place where people who are alive can have their brain analyzed. Whatever your mindset is, whatever mindset you have in a particular area will guide you in that area. A fixed mindset says, I have to be perfect already. Can I say this? Stop trying to be perfect. He's perfect. Just be yourself. Let him work through you. Let him move through you. Stop trying to be perfect. Stop trying to be strong. The Bible says clearly, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Find his joy again in your life, in your circumstances. That'll make you strong. A growth mindset says... Our minds are to be renewed daily. Everyone say the word change. change. So the question is, is change easy or is it hard? Well, if you have a growth mindset, it's easy. Come on. If you, if you say, listen, I don't, have to, I don't have to change everything tonight, but by the power and the grace of God, I can take one step. I'm going to give you 10 things in a minute. And, you know, what if, what if we went away tonight and decided I'm going to do one of those things this next week? And even next month, do another one. Add that to the list. And within 10 months, you've changed 10 things about your life. That's a growth mindset. Are you here? Fixed mindsets will say, uh, fixed mindsets that have their identity and their sense of self-image and self-esteem say it can be difficult to, get, to let go of, but we have something more powerful called grace and the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Come on, Christians, believers, we should be the healed ones. We should be the free ones. We should be the restored ones. Not perfect, but on that journey of restoration. Is anyone here tonight? Everyone say, I can change. I can change. By the grace of God, grace of God. I will change. You see, here's one way. Meditate on God's Word. I was just reading this afternoon that uh, actually I was at the gym and uh, I wrote it down. This is awesome. Meditation now has been uh, scientifically proven 
Like the Bible says, it's been there for thousands of years, over and over. You know, he who dwells, uh, no, was Psalm 1, blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his season. His leaf will not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Right there. It's been in the Word of God for thousands of years. Now scientists have just discovered and proven that meditation uh, can increase, uh, decrease. Let me read this. The International Institute of Health study confirms 23% decrease in mortality to those who meditate daily. A 30% decrease in deaths related to cardiovascular problems for people who meditate. Significant decrease in cancer mortality. Like, come on, someone. It's, the truth has been there all along. Just read the Word of God over and over. Meditate. Meditate upon the. If you would just do this tomorrow, what about this one? Just take a scripture. If you don't know which scripture to take, you know, do that thing. Open up the Bible. You've got the little Bible. Who's got the, the, um, the Bible app? What's it called? Um, version. Like gives you a daily verse. Just take that one and meditate upon it. You know what the word meditate is like a cow chewing its cud. You, you all know what, how, many, how many stomachs does a cow have? Oh, you said four, you said three. I've heard, I've heard a different, it's four. And so when a, when a cow takes some grass, it eats some grass and swallows it down. Nom, 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 that was good grass. A little while later. <laughs> A little bit warmer, a little bit more juicy this time. Choose it all over again. Now, see, here's the word of God. Take a scripture at the beginning of the day, and then, then by morning tea, by lunchtime, pull it out again and go over it again. You see, Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. And you know that word daily bread wasn't mean like a beautiful, sweet loaf of bread. You know what, you know what it means, don't you? It means those hard little resin seeds, resin-like seeds that are about the size of coriander seeds. Give us this day our coriander seeds. That's what he was saying. These little hard resin seeds that we can take and we can belt it and pump it and make some, some food out of it. Come on. We want a beautiful prepared meal. Well, just give us a beautiful, gorgeous three-course meal in the morning when we read the Bible. Because it doesn't happen, we just stop. Well, look, I tried meditating once. A little while later, the cow brings it up again. It's been in the microwave now. Talking to the other cow. How's your grass? Good? This is the third time. Oh, it's good. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, give us a little bit of coriander hard resin-like seed that we can belt it up a little bit and pray over it, read over it, meditate upon it so it can bring life to us. Come on, church. We're not following the world. They're just discovering what we've known all this time. I can change. Philippians 4, verse 8 says, Finally, everyone say, Finally. Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Godly mindsets. 
Then, then the next verse, is, verse 9 says this, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or see in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. As a man thinks, so is he. Godly mindsets. So, after my wife's experience, and we, our, our, um, he's called a holistic integrative doctor, medical doctor, gave us some things to do. I mean, you know when the holistic integrative doctor gives you some things to do and it's not drugs, it's going to take a bit of work. And at the same time, we're reading this book by Patrick Holford called The Feel-Good Factor. Anybody read this book? I couldn't believe the answers in this book. A medical doctor from UK. And uh, let me just share a few things here. Proven ways... Uh, to sort your health out. Now, we're going to pray in just a moment. We're going to believe God, but here's some things you can go away and do. What do you think? See, the Bible says renew your mind daily. So we talked about that. Meditate on His Word. Like, get your mind renewed by the Word of God. Instead of waking up and checking Facebook, get a scripture. Instead of waking up and switching the TV on to see what happened in the world overnight, get a scripture first. Just just turn it all off for a minute, meditate upon it, and then come back to it later in the day. Regurgitate it several times. Let it become part of your life. Are you ready for this? Some of you are going, just tell us already, all right? Number one, banish the sugar blues. Everyone go, (laughs) It's already hard work, isn't it? Like, some of you just should stop the soft drink. Like, please. Please. You don't need it. It's killing you. It's depressing you, like, unbelievably. And your sugar levels are all over the place. You've just settled for the lies of the enemy, the lies of the world. Come on, church. So, a lo- eat a low GL diet. Uh, a low glycemia diet, um, even out the blood sugar, and take a substance like called chromium. I didn't know that chromium would fight depression, but it, it does. It combats depression. And in the book, he gives you uh, amounts that he suggests you take, and you can ramp it up as time goes on. But a simple thing, you can go to the health food store and get uh, multivitamins or certain tablets have high levels of chromium, read the little label, get the highest level of chromium you can get into you and start. That could be one thing you do this month. It's very quiet now. I was like, oh, really? Just make it easy for us, Andrew. No, you know what? Sugar is more addictive than heroin and it's legal. Should be outlawed. Number two. Balance your hormones. I can't do this. You need to go to a doctor. I suggest a holistic, integrative doctor. You can Google that and find... I, we go to the doctor now uh, three or four times a year. I have people that, that brag to me, say, oh, I haven't been to the doctor for 30 years. Well, no, you're probably really sick. Um, but anyway, we don't go to the doctor to get some drugs. Uh, he can prescribe drugs as the last thing he does if, it, if it's totally necessary, but he'll actually put us on a whole course of other things to help us sort. You know, never in my life before have I been to the doctor for a 45-minute appointment where he tells you what to eat, what not to eat, when to eat it, what frame of mind you should be in to eat it. 
how to cook it, how to grow it, whatever. Uh, so you can, you know, a lot of uh, people have a, um, an underactive thyroid and that, that substance, I can't even pronounce it, ty, tyrosine, one to 2,000 milligrams of that today supports the thyroid. Similar things like that. That might be the thing that snaps you out of depression. I don't know. We, we, God might do a miracle at night, but you know what? You might have to follow up with this. Number three, are we ready? Sort out your digestive system. Your gut is linked to your emotions. One way is to cut wheat and milk. Everyone go, oh. Wheat, look at this. Everyone look at this. Wheat is now proven to have the strongest link to depression. Bread, pasta. Every time you have bread for breakfast, it, it, it puts a cloud on your brain. Every time you have it for lunch, it puts another cloud on your brain. Have some pasta for dinner, it puts another cloud on your brain. You are living under depression right there. Some of you, that might be the thing you do. Try it for one month. Just give up the bread. If you're going to have anything like that, have spelt flour. And it's, you know, trust me, you don't get so excited about eating bread anymore. <laughs> Go to the health food store and ask for some of that nasty bread. Like a, it's, like, it's like a lead, lead ball. It's, it's good, good for you, but you won't eat as much of it, promise you. Number four, get enough essential omega-3 fats. Most of us are low in that. Eat oily fish daily. Oily fish is, uh, um, help me out, uh, salmon, mackerel, tuna. Tuna's not a good one. Sardines, cod. Because of the other toxins in tuna. There's another story anyway. Uh, and, and then on top of that, take two 1,000 milligram fish oil tablets. Don't, don't go to Coles and get fish oil tablets. There's good ones and bad ones. Get a highly, uh, well, you've got to pay through the nose for it, but get a, get, a, get a good one from a health food store. Number five, get a good balance of amino acids. Uh, this is interesting. It builds the brains and neurotransmitters. Serotonin and noradrenaline are associated with motivation. Uh, the doctor told us when he put my wife on antidepressants that she was lacking serotonin in the brain, but never told us how to rebuild it. How do we restore this? Amino acids is one way of restoring serotonin on the, uh, in your brain, which is that sense of a well-being. And nor noradrenaline is associated with our motivation. So substances like 5-HDP, I haven't even investigated whether you can buy that in Australia. Uh, and it does say, look at this in the brackets at the bottom, do not take 5-HDP at the same time as antidepressants. I'm not a medical doctor, but don't go away and take that kind of stuff without the right information. Are you here? Yeah, some of you are like, just give me the easy way. Number six, good night's sleep. Most of us are not sleeping that well because of our, what's called sleep hygiene. There's a book called The Sleep Revolution by Ariana Huffington. She's the uh, chief owner and editor of the Huffington Post. Um, he suggests, uh, in the, Patrick Holford suggests here, mix GAMBA and 5-HDP together, and it really knocks you out. <laughs> Forget sleeping tablets, just get these buddies together, but not at the same time as taking antidepressants. All right, number seven. 
Get enough vitamin Bs into you, B6, B12, TMG, zinc, and folic acid, all reduce homocysteine levels and bring it down a handful of cashews. Did you realize that if you had uh, organic cashews here tonight, healthy cashews, has enough vitamin six and, say that big word, tried to, tried to fun? Tryptophan, thank you. Uh, it combats uh, anxious moods and fights depression. Hello, does anyone like cashews? All right, don't go to Coles and buy them, but go to the health food store and get some good ones. <laughs> You're all going, no, we want the cheap ones down the road. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, the health food store is going to be blessed by all the church folk. Anyone own a health food store here? Maybe should, that's a new business you should start up. Number eight, vitamin D. Everyone say vitamin D. We've become cave dwellers. We spend all our time inside. And if we do go outside, we put all this suntan cream on, it stops the vitamin D even getting in. So if you're not going to get enough vitamin D from the sun, you can actually get prescribed from your doctor a high-potency vitamin D. And in fact, that's one of the first things that our integrative doctor did. He put us on this course of like really high levels of vitamin D because what we found out is that you can't even digest your food without the right amount of vitamin D. You can eat organic vegetables and meats and all the, right, all the nice things and, and have a high quality of food and, and vitamin intake, but your body doesn't keep it unless you have enough vitamin D to start with. That might be a good number one for some of you. Take it under, uh, don't take those amounts on your own. Take it under medical supervision. All right, some people take that and they start taking those every day. You're not meant to have it daily, you're meant to have it once a week. So it's, please, I'm not Dr. Andrew, all right? I'm the musician, pastor, and I care about your health. I'm saying, there's answers. Like you're in one book, you can read the, uh, some, some fantastic answers. People who exercise 30 to 60 minutes, three to five times a week, rarely suffer from depression. Come on, that's, a, that's an easy one. You just got to get there, get to the gym, like get onto the bike. Pastor, you ride bikes? Is it ride bikes you do? Run. 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 Who, who rides bikes? Someone rides bikes. Yeah. Jogging. Get your jogging shoes on and go with pastor here. Like try and keep up with him. Yeah. Riding is easier on your knees. Whatever works for you. But hey, why not get the sun and the exercise all at the same time? Number nine. Here's a good one, the happiness herb. St. John's wort. Does anyone take St. John's wort at the moment? One person in the room, two people in the room knows about St. John's wort. Three to 450, 300 to 450 milligrams a day will help combat depression. Is anyone here? There's all these answers. Like, it's like, come on, just, just do one of them. I guarantee if you did all 10, you would never have a day of depression in your life. Number 10, understand, get understand why you're depressed, accept, move through those moods, don't stay in. You know what David said? He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Don't stay depressed. Like, sure, it might come up, might creep up on you, and it's, it's not your fault, but move through it. Come on, by the grace of God, by the power of God, by His presence. Godly mindsets. 
As a man thinks, so is he. Some of you are going, oh, I don't believe all that mumbo-jumbo stuff. Have you tried it? As a woman thinks, so is she. I recommend, again, I recommend you read the book for yourself and you consult your local doctor. Or... Another book I recommended to the leaders last night, and I want to highly recommend this to everyone who's married, is Seven Principles uh, for Making Marriage Work. Uh, again, by John Gottman. A lot of research has gone into this that, um, that is also proven that people who have happy marriages also have a good health. In fact, it's also been said uh, by the same writer that, that a, ha- a happy marriage and a content home life is actually better than going to the gym for your health. And you can do both, but sort out your family, sort out your marriage. And so what they've done is figured out, what, l- let's look at all these happy marriages and let's look at what they're doing. You know what they do? They have lots of fights. They have lots of wars, lots of arguments like everyone else. But there's, some, there's seven things they do that are right that actually are ingredients for every marriage to be happy. Godly mindsets. Can we, can we stand and pray tonight? Come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for answers in the natural. We thank you for spiritual answers tonight. Lord, some here have a spirit of heaviness tonight and we thank you as they're, as they're prayed for. That's just going to be lifted off and they're going to be released from that thing never to return again. And others here tonight, Lord, need to put some principles and some changes into their life and lifestyles. And maybe it's just we're, we're going to give up sugar in a certain area or just going to cut back in, on the, all that wheat that's in our diet. Whatever it might be, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you would prompt us by your Holy Spirit tonight as we come as open vessels in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your word. It's life to us. Thank you for giving us answers, Lord. Thank you for speaking to us, Lord, mysteries. Thank you that we can understand how the body works and how the mind works and how we can see restoration in the name of Jesus. Amen. So what we're going to do is I'm, I'm going to just open the altar and we're going to pray for people here tonight. Um, the band's going to come and play and sing and minister. Um, and not all the band member needs to come as well. If you want to come to the altar call, come to the altar first and then, then play. Like we want you to be prayed for if you want prayer tonight. Uh, water is another good one. Guys, my size should be drinking three liters a day. Yeah? And, and if you don't, some, some of you are just dehydrated. No wonder you're depressed. You haven't had anywhere near enough water. Then I found out what was in a lot of our water. I brought back a, a six-stage reverse osmosis filter for our house so I can get rid of all the junk that's been put into it. And then the sixth stage is actually put back in, um, what's it called? <laughs> the minerals, uh, but it's the, huh? Yeah, the good one on the end anyway. I can't remember the name of it all. Many times when you're hungry, you're actually not even hungry, you're thirsty. So we're going to pray tonight. We're going to call the elders and the leaders to come and lay hands on you. By the way, come and get some good music. If you're depressed, space and time is instrumental relaxation. If you're stressed out, stress is the number one cause of depression. There's an album for you to listen to, put on and just be ministered to. Uh, One hour of relaxation. Um, There's a three-album set there. Uh, Our latest worship album with the harp and the Native American flute and the Irish whistle. Uh, and the harp album, there's three albums in one there for $40.
And uh, we've got a USB here with, with some teaching and preaching with all of the latest sermons from this year, plus the Worship Encounter album. Come and see us at the resource table at the end of the service. Would you just make your way to the front here tonight? Those that want prayer, there is no judgment. There's no condemnation. We're just going to pray with you tonight. We're going to anoint you with oil and see the, the Bible says, bring the sick and let the elders anoint them with oil. That's the word of God. Come on. Come right at the front. Don't, there's, come on, there's no embarrassment. Like this, this is a, a holy moment. Say, so, hey, we're going we're gonna to believe for supernatural intervention right now. We're going to believe for a miracle in your life right now. And then we're going to ask you to go away and keep doing some good things for your body. Get some help. Get some understanding of what you can do that will actually take you further. Thank you, Jesus. Anxiety. Depression, come on, you come right now. We're going to pray and we're going to release that off you. We're going to break it off your life. Pastor James, would you bring your leaders the oil? Yep. I don't know how the oil works, but it's God's design. It's His idea. And we're just going to do that in obedience to the Word of God tonight and anoint you with oil. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. In the name of Jesus, come on, come on, congregation. If you don't suffer with these things, I want you to add your faith to them right now. We're going to pray. Father, we just come against the spirit of depression. We come against anxiety that would attack people's minds. And we say, be healed in the name of Jesus tonight. We speak deliverance. We speak miracles right now by the power of God. As each one of these are laid hands on and anointed with oil. Father, I thank you for a miracle. In the name of Jesus, I speak miracles into your body right now. Come on, body, respond to the name of Jesus. Come on, mind, respond to the name of Jesus. Let a miracle occur right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on. If you've got loved ones out here, you come and stand behind them and pray with them. Agree with them right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you. Be healed in Jesus' name. Miracle right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, thank you for each of these ones right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing into your body. We speak healing into your mind right now. Thank you, Lord. You lead us beside still waters. You restore our soul. Thank you, Lord, for restoring our soul in the name of Jesus. Oh, healing right now, healing in the name of Jesus. Healing, healing, healing. Hallelujah. Never be the same again. Never be the same again in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless you in the name of Jesus. All the Father's blessing right now. Father, let him never be the same again. We speak life to you right now. Life to your mind, to your soul, to your emotions, to your spirit, to your body right now. We say be healed in Jesus' name. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets you free right now. anoint you with oil. I'm just going to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak deliverance right now. Let the past be broken off. Let yesterday be broken off. 
Father, thank you for a brand new day, a brand new start. Be released right now in the name of Jesus. I speak healing right now to your mind, your spirit, your soul, your body, your emotions. I say be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Let life flow, Jesus. Healing flow right now in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Speak healing and life and health to you, to your mind, to your soul, your emotions, your body, your spirit. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be restored. Let the miracle power of God, the transformation power of God, come right now in the name of Jesus. We speak life now. Let it flow. Let it flow, Lord. I release you in the name of Jesus right now. I release you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. I speak to your mind, your spirit, your soul, your body, your emotions. Be healed in the name of Jesus. You're, you're the God of restoration. Father, I thank you for restoring right now what the enemy has tried to take away. Lord, you will restore in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be healed right now. Thank you for a miracle, Lord. Thank you for a miracle in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Healing right now. Healing flow to a mind, to a soul, to emotions, to a body, to a spirit. We speak to you. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come alive. Come alive. Let the life of Jesus come forth in you. Come on, every cell in your body, every organ in your body, I command it to work properly in the name of Jesus. God, we are asking you for miracles tonight. And we're going to take care of business. We're going to do what we can do. But we ask you for a miracle. Natural miracle right now, Father. Oh, Jesus. Just begin to worship the Lord, people. Lift your voice and worship Him. It's impossible to be depressed and worship the Lord at the same time. You keep going. I'll just pray for them. I have an anointing oil. You got the oil, baby. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of the Lord God. Healed in the name of the Lord God. Can I just say again tonight, use the wisdom of God. If you're currently on antidepressants and you feel like God's giving you a miracle, do not go home and just go off your depressants, antidepressants. Do it under medical supervision. Wisdom, everyone? Wisdom, right? I did not tell you to do that. Don't, don't go home and say, God told me to do that because he didn't tell you to do that as, as well. Do it under medical supervision, yeah? That's wisdom. And, and, and walk in the restoration process. Make those changes in your life, come on. Make those lifestyle changes that are gonna help you. Some people, can, some people can eat sugar and it doesn't affect them so badly. Some can eat wheat, it doesn't affect them so badly. But most of society get affected by those two things really badly. So just cut it out. Everyone say, cut it out. 
<laughs> Pastor James, thank you for the privilege of being with you again. I love this church. I love what God's doing in this city, in this town. We care. We love you. Pastor Michelle, thank you so much. Thank you. Wonderful. God is incredibly good. You know, God is able to touch every area of our lives, body, soul, soul, and spirit, isn't He? He's able to minister to us. It's incredible. And I just encourage you to continue to open your hearts to Him and uh, what God wants to just do because He brings life. You know, God's got a dream about your life and it's to do you good and not to do you bad. Uh, He's a good God. He's never a bad God. And uh, I just pray that you'd uh, realize that and have a revelation of that. Wonderful. Well, unless you, uh, we're going to finish now. We're just going to pray, but you just have a great week. Encourage someone before you go home tonight. If you still need to talk to someone tonight, please don't rush out the door. If you just, just grab one of the team and just say, hey, I just need to talk about some things. Or I need to be encouraged or whatever it may be. Um, that'd be great.